Well, look, Annalisa, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say you're dope at what you're doing. Thank you. To build a business during COVID, a lot of people sat on their ass during COVID while a lot of people got rich during COVID. So obviously you were the latter of that. So congratulations <laughs> sure. with that. Shoot, I ain't gonna lie. I'm probably gonna hit you up. I'm trying to look for, I'm looking for a partnership. Let's, I don't know. I'm looking for some Let's, make it, let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I didn't miss my life with Fago. Stack my money up like Lego. Bad me when I say so. Pull up in the spotlight. Pull up in the drive. Initially, when you're starting your business, starting Elevated Assist, you're bringing other people on. Mm -hmm. And when you're bringing those other folks on, you yourself had to look yourself in the mirror and challenge yourself as a leader, as a boss, etc what are some of the things that you look for in some of the people that you work with and can you give us an example or was there ever a person that was not a fit and what did you absolutely. see in them absolutely so i'm really honest with my team because elevated assist is growing um and i need you to be a part of the team the culture and the brand and i need them to understand they're going to always be an extension of my business and me so the expectation of the tone is already set there for people so within Elevated Assist, we're looking for people to be proactive, to critically think, and then also people who, who can go above and beyond. Are, are you able to complete things and do research without me having to tell you? My team always knows, before you come to me for a question, I expect you to, to use Google first, because I want you to be able to critical, critically think when I'm not available and I'm not always gonna be available. With me, I'm a virtual assistant coach, so I teach people how to make four to five figures a month as a virtual assistant. So in addition to my agency, I also coach people. So I already have 3,400 people, a pool of 3,400 people. If I need a virtual assistant, all I have to do is post it in my group. So I've already created like that pipeline of people that one are already interested in becoming a virtual assistant and they're serious about it. But before you can come on my team now, you're an intern for about three weeks. During this process, we're able to evaluate if you are a good fit for elevated assist. If you're not a good fit for elevated assist, that doesn't mean you're not a good virtual assistant. You just don't make sense for our culture and the direction that we're going. So people who we may have not retained from the business are people who um, they just aren't proactive enough and they need their handheld a little bit too much to where we currently are in our business. We, we can become very, very fast paced. So there's some knowledge that you should know and you can be the first, you can be a first time virtual assistant and be very, very well um, on elevated assist. How are you, how are you with completing tasks? Are you reliable? Are you someone who can, who can do the work with a little information? and just to go above and beyond. And that's generally what we look for. Um, but during the internship, we give them opportunities to prove themselves. Mm. So let's talk about some of the tasks, right? One of the things you said is for your own virtual assistant, one of the things they're doing is they're handling your social media. So mm -hmm. talk to us about that or better yet, some of the capabilities. I would imagine out of your pool of 3,400 potential VAs, everybody has different skill set, right? It totally. does that skill set stretch all the way to saying, you know, being able to edit videos, so to speak, mm -hmm. like give me an idea of like some of the different offerings that a VA may be able to do. For sure. A virtual assistant can pretty much do anything just depending on the industry and the work you need them to do. So there, there will be some virtual assistants who are exclusive to social media support that could be creating your content, editing some of your videos, posting your content, writing captions for you, um responding to your dm so my virtual assistant for the most part because i do have other virtual assistant like theme pages um and then i have business pages and things like that outside of my personal account she will engage with other accounts 
to increase the overall exposure and engagement of some of our profiles, mm -hmm. um, as well as respond to DMs, because I get a lot of DMs throughout the week, so she will respond to some of those. In addition to social media support, you can do, do some basic admin tasks, responding to emails, um, let's see, responding to emails, creating newsletters, PowerPoints. Um, I had someone that reached out to me today say, hey, Annalisa, I need another virtual assistant from your community. They need to speak Spanish. Um, they need to um, be able to answer these calls Monday through Friday, and we get about 20 calls a day. And I'm like, cool, let me reach out to find you a bilingual virtual assistant in my community. Um, somebody else would reach out to me and say, hey, I got a cleaning business. I need someone to be available to book these cleans for my cleaning business. I'll put that in my community. So it really just depends on the business and what they want to delegate. You can literally delegate everything in your business. It's it, The only thing that I currently focus on as the CEO and the owner of my business right now is the finances, working with our virtual CFO, um, creating partnerships with other people, um, and partnerships in regards to our referral program. So anybody that refers uh, someone to Elevated Assist, that's automatically a $200, $200 if they sign for at least a three-month contract. So I'm focused on building those uh, those um, those partnerships and, and building that referral program and the finances and everything else in my business is, for the most part, delegated. That includes the marketing, day-to-day -day operations, and client services. So yeah, it just depends on what you want to delegate. You can pretty much delegate anything to your VA. That's awesome. I'm talking about what I'm, I guess one of the things that um, I, you touched on it earlier, right? Like sometimes, you know, us as entrepreneurs, you know, Ross and I, we talk all the time, just iron and sharpen iron, um, ironing, sharpen iron, iron, sharpening iron, whatever the hell. Um, and like, you know, we, we, <laughs> dang, uh, we kind of talk <laughs> about how. There's a lot of people, as you mentioned, 3,400 people in the community that come to you for coaching, assistance, support, guidance. I'm sure people are in your DMs looking for inspiration, right? Um, what gives you the audacity to take the leap, right? And I say this for a reason, right? Had a conversation with a, a shared friend of Ross and I, Kai, and we were talking about, yo, we got to do this. We need to do this. And like, what's the difference between them and us and where they're they're at and where we're trying to get? And I don't see they don't have a better network. They don't have more more uh, charisma. They don't have more, you know, whatever. Right. Like, what's the difference? And the one thing he said back to me was like, they just had the audacity. Right. And so there are so many people who have talent. They have the character traits, but they don't necessarily have the audacity to to split time with their nine to five or to find time working afterwards. So for you personally, where did you get the audacity in the most respectful way possible? For sure. So I've done all of that, that work in regards to shifting your mindset to have more so like a growth mindset. So I've kind of already done that work. Um, and that happened even before I started my business. I think I was my process of like paying off like $30,000 in debt. I was just so focused on reaching that goal. And once you reach a big, big goal, you almost feel like I'm invincible. Like I can pretty much do anything at this point. And that's constant. That's honestly how I feel. It's, it's literally nothing that anyone can tell me that I cannot do. If I have the capabilities in it, to do it, I just feel like I have so much access living where I live, so much access and opportunity. That's kind of how I look at things is always an opportunity to improve or make myself better. So when I started my virtual assistant business, I didn't really tell anyone like family and friends I was just like, 
you know, I'm just busier, right? I have my nine to five, my virtual assistant business, and I'm working hard from a marketing standpoint and obtaining clients. So people notice that they just stop seeing me for the most part. And then I would just focus on my goals. So for me, I'm a very goal oriented person. Like I literally thrive off just achieving goals. I always tell people you'll get to a certain amount of money where the money is not as enticing. And then you just focus on like challenging yourself. So me, I'm always focusing on how can I become a better person? How can I inspire more people to kind of do what I do? And that kind of drives me um, to keep on going, especially when I get DMs and say, oh my goodness, I got my first client. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, you helped me find a job. Thank you so much. So those are the type of things that I generally thrive on to kind of keep me going. But before I could get to that point, I really shifted my mindset to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm really, I'm, I'm really big on executing things and just not being ambitious and just talking about it. So if I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it. Mm. Facts. And you kind of talked earlier about the fits that you would find between virtual assistants, right? Where sometimes it, it would be a fit, sometimes it wouldn't be a fit. But uh, do you do a similar type of process when it comes to clients? Like, have you ever had a client that you're like, yeah, nah, I'm not really... I'm not really feeling this. Or is it, hey, there's a way to make everybody work for elevated assist? For the most part, if you're in the budget, we can work, we can, we can work with you. But mm. anytime that we immediately think, we don't think this client is gonna be for us, is that they, have, they don't have an allocated budget for this particular expense. I would hate to bring someone on and they work with us for one month or two months, and they're like, I can't afford the service. So generally, we try to filter out those people who know they can't afford the service, but they, they hear about elevated assist and just want to get access to a virtual assistant for elevated assist, but long-term they may not be able to afford it. So generally through our discovery calls, we try to filter those people out as much as possible just to say, hey, you may not be a good fit, but I can refer you to another option. Mm-hmm. But it's usually people that can't afford the service. Yeah. Can you give me an example of how you, how you find that out? I'm just curious. I just need to hear that. No, you generally we'll it, research folks. it and we'll, we'll... Maybe. We'll continue to conduct the call, but we'll ask the question and Leonard and we're updating our we'll be updating our questionnaire to more so around, you know, how much money is your your business making a year to determine it gotcha. or a question around is this an allocated expense for you for this year? Because again, I don't want people to come on and pay one month, pay two months, two months, and then the third month they're like, Oh my goodness, I don't think I can do this, I don't think I can afford this. And I mean, we want them to be successful in business. We don't want to be a burden for them. So we also, we want to make sure that they're sure about this commitment prior to. Um, so we'll have, we can have conversations about numbers um, so that we can kind of filter them through, through. So we ask a series of questions. So I like that. One of the, so now my question is this, right? When you trying to help a entrepreneur take a step back and actually delegate some tasks to their VA, you kind of defined it as, you know, the tasks that aren't revenue generating. My next question is, and I would imagine so, but just curious kind of how that looks. Are VAs also capable of generating business? Absolutely. So um, we have, so for, for example, I personally don't work with close friends or family. I love them to death, but I, I have no interest. I have, I have friends that have seven figure businesses. I was like, I don't care. I'm, I want to keep it personal. Don't want to have to have certain conversations with you. So I have a particular friend that uh, I've given them a virtual assistant from my community. That virtual assistant drives themselves after hours by posting on their social media account after hours about their particular mm-hmm. rental car business course. Mm-hmm. What drives that virtual assistant to do that is that they have an affiliate link. So anytime they make mm-hmm. a sale after hours, 
that virtual assistant not only brings money to the business, but also they get additional income because it's their affiliate link. Nice. I always say, I always say the virtual assistant should be, they should be allowing you to become more productive as a result, allowing more profit within your company. So if you have a, a sorry, a service or a product and the, the productivity increases as a result, your profit should increase um, overall, because as the CEO and the business owner, you're now able to focus on growing the business. That should be your goal to grow and scale the business. The virtual assistant can take care of the small, the small tasks. So the virtual assistant should be making the business money directly or indirectly. Love it. Mm. Love it. Mm. And I guess with your business management skills, you have your own business, but I'm, I'm sure like there are times where you're partners your your virtual assistants underneath you are within certain businesses and they're probably seeing things that they're like yeah y'all could do this better yeah this ain't really right absolutely right like how do you grow that relationship and autonomy because you touched on it a bit earlier but how do you grow that relationship and autonomy and that trust to be able to have some maybe potential uh more conflicting conversations with the client ultimately absolutely. they're in the right spirit of help but we know, you know, it's like telling somebody they may be ugly. It's like, you know, you can't do that nowadays. Um, through, I mean, through conversation and providing results and just being reliable, I, the clients that I've worked with in the very beginning, I noticed that they trust me with everything. Like clients will show me like their taxes. I'll be talking to their attorneys. They'll be like, okay, talk to Annalisa. And it, it took a while to build that trust because I become, became reliable. Who is someone you can always depend on to provide results? Who, are, who is someone you can always depend on to answer that call, to forward something when you can't? Oftentimes, it's been a virtual assistant from Elevated Assist for a lot of our clients, and that's how they build trust. Um, within Elevated Assist, there's been times where the virtual assistant has something going on in their personal life, and they can no longer work with Elevated Assist. So I have to have that conversation with the client to say, do you want to continue services with Elevated Assist? Because we will have to pair you with another virtual assistant. Most times they're okay with being repaired because we've created this relationship between the client and Elevated Assist and they trust this relationship. Okay, they're going to pair me with a similar virtual assistant that's going to be able to help my business. So being reliable, being responsible, and uh, providing results can get you a long way in building that trust between the client and the assistant. Yeah, I was going to say my final Final question, looking forward, looking into the future, the crystal ball, right? Three years from now, two years from now, whatever it is, where does Annalisa see elevated assist? Or, I mean, honestly, the way you operating, you probably going to be, you might be owning Meta or something like that at that point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, elevated assist has a lot of things in store and just re, re um, so let me back up. I, I, I operate my business and I think about the future of my business and scaling my business about always being in a position to ask myself, would somebody want to buy my company? So mm. it's, I'm always looking at the numbers. I'm always looking at how profitable Elevated Assist is. So I'm always growing our position to figure out, will somebody want to buy my company? If they were going to buy my company, how much will, would I sell it for? How much would the value be? So that's kind of how I move in regards to my agency. But when I see Elevated Assist, I see Elevated Assist working with more premium clients, Elevated clients. Um, we like to consider it almost as a luxury con concierge service. And that's kind of the direction that we're moving in in regards to the clients that we know that we can serve and the clients that we know that actually needs our services. Um, so that's that's pretty much what you all see. But overall growth and expansion, um, growth and expansion with elevated assists and just really seeing us pretty much everywhere. Uh, we do not plan on slowing down anytime soon. Love it. 
lied to you, lied to you. Final question. AI, chat GBT, software, all these different types of things are also potentially competition, but, or tools and resources that you can use to continue to expand and grow your, your business, right? How do you look at AI? Have you looked at that and considered those uh, resources and tools at all or kind of still staying away from it? No, absolutely, absolutely. Technology is the future. I think any company that's not currently looking at technology or how you can create your own um, your own software technology within your business is a couple years behind. So when we think about elevated assist and its expansion, we think about utilizing our own software, again, being able to sell, uh, to sell those versions of our software as it relates to outsourcing, as it relates to online businesses and online entrepreneurs and uh, partnerships. So when I think about the software and technology aspect, as it relates to elevated assist, we think about creating our own thing. 100%. Listen. And Elisa, I'm going to let Ross take us out the way he does the best, but I got to thank you. I just want to thank you, give your flowers. For mogul, sure. uh, I'm not even saying mogul, to make a mogul today, living legend. Um, I'm excited to continue to watch you blossom and grow. Uh, but also, shoot, I ain't going to lie, I'm probably going to hit you up. I'm trying to look for, I'm looking for a partnership. Let's, I don't know, I'm looking for some Let's, make it, let's make it happen. Let's That's make it happen. Saying. Let's make it happen. I love it, man. Well, look, Annalise, I think uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say you're dope at what you're doing. Thank you. I love the fact, like Coach said, you built a business during COVID. Like, I think that a lot of people need to understand the impact of that, right? To build a business during COVID, a lot of people sat on their ass during COVID while a lot of people got rich during COVID. So, obviously, you were the latter of that. So, congratulations <laughs> sure. with that. Um, but, yeah, we want to thank you for coming on our podcast on Money Music Culture. So the people at home, man, make sure y'all tune in. Definitely get in tune with Annalisa. Make sure you like, subscribe this podcast, share it with a friend, share it with your auntie, your uncle, especially that one drunk uncle that you know that could possibly use a service who could be really making some bread Not instead of borrowing money from Big Mama. <laughs> you already know. But until next week, man, much love. Thank you, Annalisa, again. Thank you.